Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Speaking to you from within my exterior human shell, I'll be your co-host, Dave Trumbor. Joining me as always, the great pretender, my co-host, Sean Paul Ellis. How's it going, sir? Uh, David, David, David. I'm doing well, buddy. How about yourself? You're going to have to speak up. I can't hear you from within your weird robot human-shaped shell exterior. David, David, David. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Uh, You sound like a weird you had like a weird metallic thing going on i don't know what that was all oh, about. oh did i yeah it's almost like you were like oh. transforming into something else and then i caught you like mid midway yeah it's, it's exactly like that yeah just like that now i'm another thing oh yeah it's weird he just turned into another thing that's like in between the thing that he was before and something else <laughs> i'm like three things all at once you're like the best toy ever though oh man you're efficient bang for your buck i get three toys in one Every kid who probably bought a toy for this cartoon definitely wanted a Sean Paul Ellis Transformer. That's what I'm selling, and that's what I want people to buy. You can buy Sean's likeness uh, in Transformer form over on our store, on our Facebook page. (laughs) Hopefully by the time this shows up, we'll have something weird available. (laughs) Uh, But no, we're we're continuing our Transformers month tonight with a super strange show that I've never even heard of before, probably because it's yet another uh, Only in Japan series. Once I say it's only in Japan, that should clue you in, American audience, that you're probably in store for some weirdness, some things that don't quite make sense, and some things that'll just make you say like, ah, yeah, that's Japanese. So uh, we'll be getting into that tonight. But the reason we're doing Transformers Month, to remind you again, uh, Machinima has a new series coming out that's partnered up with Hasbro called Transformers Combiner Wars. It actually brings to life the... uh, the Combiner Wars saga from the comics, from the IDW comics. And they've got new super short episodes that are available. By the time you guys are hearing this one, they probably have two, maybe three available. So, uh, yeah, you can check them out. We'll be reviewing the ones that are available by the time uh, we do an upcoming show. So we'll kind of be able to watch that with you guys. You can give, your, give us your feedback, and we'll talk about it, see if it's uh, worth watching. But for tonight, Sean, buddy, what, what did you subject this to? We are watching Transformers. Super God Master Force. Now, I, I know what each of those words mean individually. I don't 100% understand how they all fit together for this show. Could you like, I, walk I, me through something that'll help explain it, maybe? I mean, I can give you the history. Okay, that's the start. We'll do that. Yes, absolutely. So Transformers Super God Master Force is a Japanese anime series that ran from 1988 to 1989 for... 42, maybe 43 episodes in support of the toy line of the same name. With the conclusion of the Headmasters, the episode and the series that we discussed last Head- week. Oh. Thank you. Headwriter Masumi Kanada uh, sought to make a fresh start with Super God Master Force, <laughs> featuring a cast of entirely new characters in a new scenario. For some, this was the first Transformers cartoon to be shown in Russia. So you're welcome, Russia. Followed by other Japanese cartoons, or it was followed by other Japanese cartoons in the wrong order, which left many Russian children very confused regarding the continuity of the series. So I wanna, I'm not gonna formally apologize to Russia, no. but I'm gonna say, Russia, if you were confused about the continuity of this series and Super God Master Force in any way, which I'm just gonna call SGM understandable and we empathize with you because this show is an extreme departure from 
the Transformers that I think that we know and love and kind of understand. I, I can't imagine A, being a Russian kid, just for starters, let's set that baseline. Sure, But I also sure. can't imagine being a Russian kid and getting to watch something badass like Transformers in, what, what did we say, like 1988? And this yeah. is the first thing that you see? And then everything <laughs> else that comes after that, and you're just like, what? Что? What is going on? <laughs> what happens? I can't. Soviet Russia, you become Transformer. No, that's actually true. Like that's, That is. That that's was, what this that was, show is about. That was an original Yakov Smirnov joke that he like scratched out and threw away because he's like, oh, this is actually true. I can't use that. It's not funny. It's true. <laughs> Reaching back there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to walk you guys through what the show is about. Sean's got a couple extra details here he's, he might throw at me because I don't 100% understand what's going on anyway. Please do. But before we even get into that, I need to define a term. All right. So were you aware of the Pretenders? Not the band. I... Not like the, the, what, like 50s, 60s band? Uh, yeah. But pretenders as pertains to Transformers. Had you ever heard of them? I, I had no idea. And this is, this is, again, this is the second week where we had the Headmasters right. last week. Right which is really not formally explained, no. and you, you don't really have a firm understanding of what's going on. Um, and then you have the Pretenders this week, which is like a, a late 70s band that you're just like, I don't, I don't want to listen to this American English rock. Like I, I'm, I'm in Russia. I'm, cool I'm a kid. It. I want to watch Robots yeah. in the Sky. I want everybody to sit down and just take in this conversation that we're about to have, yeah. understand all of this from the vantage point of a young eight-year-old russian kid get ready yeah who's growing up in the i mean in like in former soviet union in, in, the, in the soviet bloc yeah definitely <laughs> in cold war era but like but this but as dave's about to explain this show requires you to build a completely new transformers lexicon in your brain yeah and, and even for us just for the discussion here tonight so the the main thing i'm going to define is the word pretenders right so this is like a class, a sub-race, a, a, a style, I don't even know, of Transformers who had extra armor, it was like an extra shell, that allowed them to disguise themselves as native lifeforms. So it, it's almost like Beast Wars, kind of, except they had multiple uh, layers of these things. So basically, like, the good guys disguised themselves as humans, the Autobot pretenders were, they look like humans and just kind of blended into society. And not like, you know, 12 foot tall, 15 foot tall humans, but just normal sized humans. Uh, and apparently the Destrons or Decepticons decided to just turn into demonic monsters and just terrorize human civilization for hundreds of years. <laughs> so that's what they choose to do. So that's a pretender, right? So pretender is a transformer that can look like a human or a monster. So with that in mind, the synopsis for Super God Master Force. After the events of the Headmasters, the Autobot Pretenders, disguised as humans, sealed away the Decepticon Pretenders, who were disguised as monstrous creatures, and they were sealed away under the ocean. When the Decepticons break free at the beginning of Super God Master Force, the Autobots are forced to drop their disguises and take up arms once again, gaining allies and three young human children imbued with the power of the Master Force. That's where I start to lose it. <laughs> The ultimate goal for each side in this series is to find the quote-unquote Godmasters, super powerful lifeforms that are the perfect fusion of human and Transformer. Uh, I don't, I mean, these are just words to me at this point. I don't, I don't know what, none of this makes sense to me. I understand that yeah. they want to like kind of start a new series. They want to start over kind of from scratch, but keep the general oh. idea. But basically you've got humans that are also Transformers. But why? Why? Why do you have to start a just new? Just to screw you with Russia. 
such a rich history of other things. Like I would, I would not wish this on a Russian counterpoint <laughs> kid in 1988 to 1989. This, this feels like torture. Yeah. It's like saying and like, I, Hey, Russian kid, you heard about this transformers? Here it is. It's a guy who transforms into a machine robot and then a bigger one and then a jet. And then back to a guy who's just totally going to cradle you in his arms and everything's going to be fine. And it's and, and as we'll talk about with the actual artistic design of these Autobots, of these pretenders that are in this, there are some really, really distinct and interesting style choices that they make uh, or, or possible tropes that they kind of lump yeah. each one of these pretenders into. It, it seems like, uh, and we can definitely get into that once we introduce them as they kind of pop up. Um, I think it's interesting that maybe the creators didn't really want to do a Transformers series. They wanted to do something more like a traditional anime with like samurai-inspired influences, like almost like a Ronin Warriors kind of thing. That's the exact vibe that I got from yeah. the show, was that somebody sat down and they were like, how can we reskin Transformers with, ugh, I don't know, I don't know why I said the word reskin, considering the fact that these are like people, but they're Transformers. Regardless, there's a lot of creepy I don't stuff. Un- yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff. I don't understand how somebody was like, "We need to take a thing that's an existing franchise." And this is—you realize this is like in the late '80s. Yeah. Transformers have been around for a while. The movie has been out. Yep. All right, this this is a successful franchise that people are like, "There's longevity to this. Let's get behind it." And for some reason, they were just like, "Let's make something." That's a complete departure <laughs> yeah. from what has been successful. And I, I think the thing that is so confusing about this is that I'm watching this and in my brain, I'm like, none of these things make sense. And this is no, so entirely works. confusing to me, but it works. But it works and I enjoy watching <laughs> it. No, I think it works fine because they don't overcomplicate things, even though the <laughs> synopsis sounds like the most complicated thing in the world. But for the first episode, they more or less just give it to you straight. They're like, here's what I am. Here's what I need to do. Let's get to it. And speaking right. of let's get to it, maybe the theme song will clear some stuff up. Sometimes we have some theme songs that like set the stage or explain the rules or the stakes or whatever. What, what do you think about this one? So I, I was really interested in this because okay. this, this again felt like, uh, again, it felt like a very traditional anime right. introductory theme song. Um, it's, it's actually, it, it clocks in like right around a minute in time. Yeah. And, and the sense and the feel that I got from this was that it was very noble. Yeah, it, I could it, see it, that. It, like it was filled with a lot of the ideas as we'll talk about with some of the lyrics of the idea of, of self-sacrifice right. and of, of understanding that like there's, there's a greater good that they're aspiring to protect. Yeah. I think that's where that, like that code comes in though. Sure. Maybe not necessarily a samurai code, but like honor and self-sacrifice for your right. yeah for a greater good. It seems like they just wanted to do a straight-up samurai show, but they were just like, no, nope, you got this weird Transformers thing. It gets a little bit confusing because if you've never heard of these pretenders, which you have no reason to know about them because this is called Super God Master Force. It's not Super God Master Force colon pretenders. And you're a small Russian child that have never seen a sure. Transformers before in your life. Exactly. There's no internet. You, you, have, you have no understanding. And so they, they show you a lot of images of what looks like a human face inside of a Transformer body. Right. 
And that gets a little bit confusing. That was a little bit jarring for me because, again, I didn't really know what to expect from this. I didn't know what these things were, but all of a sudden, it looks like a human, like just a human outline of a face, sort of like how Mega Man looks like yeah, it's a human it's face like inside in, of a robot body. Yeah, exactly. So he's not, right. Sean's not saying like the shape of a human face that's clearly metallic, he, like a flesh and blood face, just Correct. encased in like the armor yeah. of a transformer. Yeah. And, and, and then all of a sudden, for no reason whatsoever, you have our buddy Space Train just oh, flying man. through the I intro. I love when Trainbot came flying through. Trainbot the was there? Good job, Trainbot. I got, I got excited because I was like, please let the Trainbot come back in this episode. <laughs> I was so pumped. Yeah. And then I got disappointed very quickly. Yeah, spoiler alert, he does not show up to save the day like he did in the last episode. Oh, man. But he does roll through the, uh, the intro, so that's fun. So what, did you have any distinct feelings or, or thoughts from this intro? <sighs> Not really, man. I was kind of more interested in just like the lyrics because I was just obsessively following along with the lyrics, trying to figure out what yes. was going on. And it's kind of generic. You get the general idea. There's some weird lines in here. That, that what what was a weird line? What was the weird line that stuck out oh, to you? I don't know. How about boys will change into warriors? It was a little <laughs> creepy for me. That was, that was the creepy one for you? That was one. It was one. Okay, because the one that was weird for me is the second and third line where it says, we transform and risk our lives. Even if we get hurt, it has to be done. See, and that's, uh, that's fine by itself, I think. I know it's intense. It's fine by itself because it's like that's their duty they've taken upon themselves. Like you were talking about earlier, this idea of sacrifice, an idea of a, of a greater good or whatever. But then when they're like, who else will protect the blue earth? <laughs> Boys will change into warriors. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> Go and fight. What are you Stand doing up, to the boys. Uh. And then get on, got on, head on was just weird. That's just too I harsh. don't. I don't understand it's that. It's but it was fun. Yeah, it was okay for the, the yeah. You know, for a theme song, it was fine. The intro was cool because it it showed off some of the animation. You got to be introduced to some of these characters, but there was yes. zero context. But it, it and it also felt very traditional anime yes. uh, above everything else that we've we've watched before this regarding transformers this felt incredibly anime like they had shoehorned or managed to get like an anime theme song you know like the jojo's bizarre adventure song like they managed to get that before a transformers and somebody was like well i've already cut it together so i guess i'm not going to go back and fix it and they're just like Nobody will fit. Nobody will see anything weird about this space train. <laughs> just, just going it, it was weird though because it felt more. Yes, it felt more like an anime to me than a Transformers series, if that makes sense. Yes, and, and that's just throughout. I mean, I mean that for the intro, for the song, but then just throughout, it felt like I was just watching a generic anime and not a Transformers series. Correct. If that makes sense. It was an anime that just also happened to cameo Transformers. <laughs> exactly. Like they just but stopped the... <laughs> by for an episode. Like if, if a Transformer just happened to show up in like a Dragon Ball Z yeah, episode like, and was like, hey, same. guys. It's the same as that other show we just watched. I'm going to go do something else now. And you're like, ah, don't worry about it. It's good to see you. Don't worry about Trainbot. That's... Thanks for stopping by. This is sort of like if, uh, if like the main idea behind this show is like, like like an ice cream cone mm-hmm. it felt like transformers were just kind of the sprinkles like on top sure. like an anime ice cream cone. Anime they ice were cream. just like yeah. you know 
it's the salt and pepper on this dish that kind of brings it to life. You know, I made the ice like, cream and now my like palate's all fucked up because I went back oh, to really? the entree and it's all salt and peppery. Well, you're an adult. We can have dessert. Here's before, the real creepy dinner. thing. A friend of mine just texted me an image of Scrapple ice cream, <laughs> which I don't think can be real, but she's not I'd good at Photoshop. that so person. I, I, don't, I don't know if I can. But uh, Scrapple <laughs> ice cream, if anybody out there in listener land, A, knows what Scrapple is, and B, can confirm that uh, Wegmans carries it. If there's a Wegmans in your neighborhood, run uh, out and see if you can buy Scrapple ice cream with Scrapple chunks in maple syrup. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, uh, if you're, that can't be real. If you're not familiar with what Scrapple is... Uh, definitely just the, Google it. Definitely don't go to a diner, and if you see it on the menu, just be like, you know what, I'll have a Scrapple. You should, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say you should definitely do that. Uh, it's gotta be gray. Here's from a Scrapple yeah. connoisseur. It's gotta be gray, not yellow. <laughs> if it's yellow, too much cornmeal, not good. It's gotta be gray. Scrapple, the only gray All meat. Right. All right. Fair enough. So, so I, wanted to, yeah. I wanted to ask you one big question, sure. Dave. Is that Now that we've got our, uh, our advertisement for Scrapple ice cream out of the way. Thanks for sponsoring to, us, Wegman. I'm trying to introduce some sorbet into this to clear the palate mm. away from this, this Scrapple. I wanted to ask, did you know did, that this show existed, and did you, have you ever seen any of the action figures? Much like Scrapple ice cream, I neither knew it existed nor partook or have partaked of its Partooken? excellence. Okay. No, I, I had zero clue. I had no idea this thing right. was a thing. I think it was just because it was mostly in Japan, um, and because of the well, internet, we now have it over here. Yeah. Here's where this is going to get weird. Right, what do we got? Isn't it? Is that this is really a Japan exclusive for this show, yeah. and and we have as as Americans we have no reason to have watched this or have understood what it is or or have even purchased a toy until now. But but I found out through watching this show why several of the toys that I have that are out in the garage look like Super God Master Force characters. Did you get like bootleg? Japanese Master Force toys when you were a kid? I have uh, I have a Tentacle What? Action figure and I also have the action figure which I never understood why this is a Transformer <laughs> I have the Transformer action figure for Lander. No way Yeah. I don't, I mean I even watched the show and I still don't understand what he really turns into Yeah. Did the toy make sense? I, uh, the toy was very confusing in terms <laughs> okay. of uh, body image Oh, because it is a it is a giant plastic shell of a human, yeah. and then it like if you like were to big? vivisect a human. How big are we talking? What? Uh, no, maybe a little less than a foot. A less than a foot. That's a big human toy, though. You know, but it was like one of those things where like you pulled him apart, Ugh. and then on the inside Ugh. there was a robot. Ugh. That was the lander that we saw, and it was very skinny. And then you could fold his legs back over his head, Ugh. which sounds very graphic. And he becomes the the little racing car thing that he was. So it was a human but, shell, yes, a robot inside that yes, transformed the into delicious a star. robot <laughs> center, robot, robot built center. So yep. it wasn't a human that shed his skin and was a robot underneath. He just had a tiny was, robot uh, inside. It was a, it was like a Russian doll. Oh, oh fuck, man, that makes so much that sense now. Sense. Damn, this is why we love these robots. Oh my god, the word god. robot is yeah. actually of a Russian uh, origin. How about that? 
Very cool. Yeah. Very little fun. Uh, fun fact of the podcast. Uh, no, I'm very disturbed <laughs> by this toy that you have. Yeah, I see I'm going to be taking some photos yeah, and putting it up on Instagram. Because when, when we were watching this, I was just like, how do they make these toys? Because it's just like a human. And then he transforms. And he kind of looks like a Ronin warrior. And then he transforms again. <laughs> and he looks like a bigger, normal transformer. And then he transforms again. And he's whatever his vehicle is. Which for Lander looks like he never quite figured out how to get fully into his vehicle shape. I mean... Who does really? <laughs> who I mean, does, in the grand scheme who of among things, us knows who? what vehicle we want to be when we finally grow up? I sure don't. Right. That sort of feels like what it's. That feels like what the whole crux of this oh, story no, this is. Whole, though this whole show is just like we don't know what's going on yet, but we're gonna mash oh, some God. humans into machine parts, and it's gonna be good times. Um, I I gotta tell you though, I love the way they came out of the gates with this one after this intro. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, so we watched the first episode just to kind of try to get our bearings called Rise Up, Pretenders. Uh, this thing opens, we've got our intro, and then it, as you would expect for a Transformer show, opens with a cruise ship. A cruise Why ship. not? Why not? And if you're because... on a cruise ship, you, you probably want a captain that just sings to himself the entire time, right? <laughs> my favorite guy who's only there for five seconds. Oh, God. It's my favorite character, great. the singing captain. But, you know, you, you think about it, and I think the thing that was actually successful yeah. about this series is that where, where the past two weeks we've been introduced to the Wit Wikis, mm. ugh, where we, we've, we've dealt with the, the Wit Wiki family, yeah. enough of them, where it felt like, and we've mentioned this, we've mentioned this in the show, they could have really focused on the Transformers right. and completely written off the Wit Wikis. Yeah. There was no real reason to have them there. The reason that they have the people in this feels earned. Yeah, it and doesn't and feel like it's an afterthought. No, but it also is because half of the humans that appear on screen are actually Transformers. That is correct. So as long as that makes that sense correct. in your mind, you're like, oh yeah, no, I totally understand why humans have to be there. But if it doesn't make sense, then nothing's going to make sense and just quit now and skip to the end. Because yeah. that's where the whole crux of this thing comes in. Except if you're a... Uh, a Decepticon or Destron pretender, because then you give no fucks about looking human. You're just gonna be yeah. a giant monster fish or bat or bull thing. You don't care. You're a demon. And it's and it's interesting that they they took on this whole like demon persona. I love it as as a way to kind of uh, reintroduce themselves to the world and begin to terrorize. Well, let's talk about that introduction, right? So we set the stage. Sure. We've got a we've got a cruise ship on calm waters off the coast of Canada somewhere. Yes, off the coast of Canada, we have a couple yeah. on their honeymoon. Oh, so sweet. And he's filming so her sweet. at the rail as the yeah. ocean water's going by, and it's so sweet. And the captain's just singing. Filming her. And every, just filming her. And the captain's singing, creepy. and everything's great. So, I mean, that's a, that's a nice start to the show, right? Yeah. What could possibly it, it, go it wrong? Seemed, it seems very human. Yeah. It seems very relatable. It seems almost romantic. It's super romantic. For a Transformers super cartoon? Romantic. And you, you think about this and you're just like, this is not the Transformers that I'm used to. This is not your grandfather's Transformers. Unless you're a Russian child, you've never seen it before. You're like, this must be what Transformers is about. The only <laughs> hint you get that something's about to go catastrophically, explosively wrong is that there's like this weird little like shadow in the waves. There's like a wave or like a shadow under the wave coming towards the boat. Almost like a glimmer. Like a glimmer, just like a hint maybe. Glimmer is yeah. a real good word. Yeah. Especially because of some translation issues we'll get into in a little bit. But glimmers <laughs> is a real good, real good word. 
All right, so we've got this pristine so, setting. It's romantic. Everything's nice. The stage is set. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, everything. Marriage over. <laughs> Pretty life over at this point. Uh, yeah. They hit this thing <laughs> hard. Everything ruined. So we go to the we go to the helm where the captain's singing. He just gets murder sauced by this flying bat monster that just crashes through the windows, impales him into the wall behind him. He's that he's dead. hundred percent dead. He's dead. And this thing is just cackling, flying around like crazy. I love the introduction of him because they stamp his name on the screen. And his name You remember it? What was it? Oh man, it's blood. Oh, that's right. Oh, for the, for the Decepticon, yes. Yeah, for the Decepticon. I thought you were going to say for the no, captain. No, not for the captain. They, like, they they're memorialize not going like, the captain. on the captain. They don't give a shit about this guy. <laughs> As the Decepticon's flying around, he, he literally flies up to like the moonlight and is just like flying in the air with his giant bat wings. Uh, and he's like in front of the full moon. And they just stamp blood on the screen. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. this is blood. Welcome, welcome so, to blood. Again, like... This is nice because what this is doing is one of the things that I really love yeah. is that, you know, and that we've, we've talked about as, as sort of a gripe of, of ours from previous Transformers is that right. there is a large cast yes, of characters yes. and we need a roll call. Like we, we need that moment to be able to say like, this is an individual that right. we need to care about. Right. And he makes a and hell of an intro, man. He makes a hell of an intro and blood is terrorizing. Like we're not talking about just like basic bat that you would see in a cave. This is a distorted, monstrous bat. Right. Big, big red beady eyes. Like the the whole like pushed up kind of like really flared nostril nose. He's got like l- he's got wings yeah. that are just coming he's off. Creepy him. Looking he dude. looks he looks horrifying. Yeah. Especially because he just murdered that captain. So I mean he's right, he yeah. a great I mean, entrance. That aside, creepy as fuck. When oh, yeah. he murders that guy right out the gate, yeah. you're just like, this is a Decepticon that means business. This is also probably a bad guy. <laughs> it's like, that's yeah. a great way to introduce your villains because it's like, oh, definitely a villain. Pretty easy. And, we've, and we have talked about yeah. this with previous shows. So when we did Beast King Go Lion, uh, to differentiate this from Defenders of the Universe, sure. that Japanese version is brutal. Oh, yeah. There is a lot of blood. There's a lot of violence. There's a lot Cannibalism. of really adult subject matter. Yeah that you don't get in the Americanization of that show. This show is not pulling any punches. No. It is hitting you full force. Now, here, here's something that happens next. I don't 100% understand what, what happens here, so maybe you can explain it to me. Yeah, let's do this. So I believe this is Glimmer slash Gilmer, depending on how you yeah. read the translation, <laughs> because they're both. Um, right. But at some point, so the, so the man of the, uh, the honeymoon in the relationship, the newlyweds, the man is videotaping the woman at the rail. Glimmer or Gilmer just shows up like behind the rail, rising in the night. Like in, it's, in a, great it's a great it's shot. It's a great, great shot. shot. And this guy, I tell you what, for being terrorized on a cruise ship, this young man uh, gets fantastic recordings, and he must have put that camera in a pelican box because it survives what happens next. Oh yeah. Jesus. Um, so you don't see this happen, but you hear a scream. A lot of people go running and screaming, and then you just see the woman like fall falling well over the rail she's like already halfway down to the ocean she's like falling in slow-mo and then it cuts back to the dude and his right lens of his glasses just explodes and i was like what the fuck happened like obviously this glimmer gilmer thing had to have something to do with it but (laughs) what did he do i I think it was uh from like the shock and the terror 
of of him like screaming in such like a high pitched manner. That was the only thing that made sense in my mind was sort of like when you have I'll an opera it. singer that that resonates sure. at like the same frequency and vibration of like glass and is able to shatter it. She, uh, man, I, it, she is probably better off dead then because if her husband screamed like that, mm, man, yeah, poor choice. She's probably shacking I mean, up with Gilmer somewhere. I bet you this was all set up. <laughs> Gilmer. Well, I mean, Gilmer's a pretender, so he'll revert back to looking like a human, right? Ooh. So I mean, we've got we've got so much to get into. We really do. This is the first Transformers of... and human dating relationships. Yeah, the pretenders. And how this works? Literally, it's very. Every, check on your what's an app? Tinder, Bumble. There's like 50 different dating apps anymore. Don't act like you don't know, Dave. Uh, anyway, check them. First question. <laughs> Are you a Decepticon pretender? Second uh, question. Do I have to answer truthfully on are this? Are you an Autobot pretender? Ooh, uh, sexy. Oh, man. So anyway, everybody's dead. Um, and then... Like, <laughs> can, I, can, I say, can I say one of my favorite things? Sure, this is a fact, great intro. This is, so the, the thing that's fun about this intro is that... Um, and and I, I will segue into the, the, next, the next portion of this sure. because we have this moment where Gilmer Glimmer... Glimmer Gilmer is kind of like running very quickly and manically like through a crowd of people and it just looks like he's like pushing people down like it's he's a just like, Black Friday he's just stampede. Like plucking them out though. Yeah. He's just plucking them out. And he's just like he's just like chucking people oh, yeah. left and right just like just like tossing everybody uh, willy nilly and it, it's it's such a funny scene that you're just like what am I watching and then what makes this rewarding is that when we meet one of our heroes later mm-hmm. on and somebody says that the Decepticons are back, these Decepticon pretenders are back, they, they show this video as if this guy who was on his honeymoon... This guy, like, this guy he, is the most interesting character to me because he not only, right. like, he just got married, he's filming, he screams so high that he shatters his own eyeglass, his, his new wife gets thrown over the rail, but he has the fortitude to stay behind and film the chaos through his broken eyeglass. Uh, he presumably right. dies, but his cameras somehow survive what's about to happen. Like, this cruise ship that they are on, fucked. Oh, yeah. Like, it is straight. You would think it's like, okay, they just show up, they mess with the people. No, no, there's a couple critters that show up and straight up Titanic this thing. Yeah. Like, they just, they burrow into the side of this, the, this cruise They're ship. They're called Gulf, they destroy... by the way, for whatever reason. Two piranha-looking right. things called Gulf. Gulf. Yeah. Which is the best because uh, blood, as we've determined, this bat just goes, I summon you, golf. And you're like, what? What? And then there's two of them. And then these piranhas just burrow through the side of this cruise (laughs) ship. Piranhas with feet, which are the most terrifying thing. Yeah. So it's it's amazing that all of this is happening. And it's happening so quickly that you're just like, holy shit. But when you are introduced to, I'd say, one of our main heroes... Uh, behind this is we we come to affectionately refer to him as hawk yes. out of the gate and uh, when he gets wind that the decepticons might be back this video that this guy has shot on his honeymoon is shown frame for frame yep. now i know that i've talked about the fact that like a lot of these cartoons sometimes in order to do some cost cutting and 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 buffer in or pad the the 20 to 22 minutes sure, that they had to make for each episode you know, we'll, we'll do a little filler. We'll do a little, little, little filler. Dazz. A little razzle-dazzle. And so, like, but it feels like, for the person who was doing this, like, it made sense. Like, it was, it was maybe the first time that I've ever seen reused footage this way 
where I'm like, this doesn't feel cheap because he had to watch it. And it's worth it just to see Gilmer Glimmer just pluck people out of the, like <laughs> I, out of this crowd I, and just toss them. I kind of had the other reaction because I, I made a joke. I was like, wow, this guy got great footage because it was exactly the same <laughs> as like the action beats that we watched. So he clearly could not have got all those angles and kept his shit together. Um, I don't but know. But it, it was fine. Maybe. It was fine. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that overt. Yeah. They weren't showing it like 50 times. You know, it was just like right. one and done and then they repeated it in case you missed it the first time. My favorite part of this whole boat attack, though, is it explodes. It explodes in a ball of freaking fire and this thing drops. So there's nobody <laughs> left alive. Everybody's dead. But somehow this video camera survives. This video I tape it. survives. It's 1988. Now, probably yeah. made in Japan. Think about so this, good for them. The, the tech. Yeah, the the technology that we're rocking in late eighties Japan is yeah is waterproof. Yeah. Clearly waterproof. Not uh, and Decepticon proof and explosion proof. It's pretty solid. Oh, Humans, it's not so really, much. it's really the best thing you can buy on the market. <laughs> That's a great advertisement for that particular camcorder. I was waiting for like a Toshiba yeah, like image some to come up on the mind, just like just to kind of endorse it because it makes sense, yeah. you know. Hey. So, so, as so I why, can I ask you, why are these Decepticons like, I'm, uh, I'm sure they don't need a reason to attack this cruise ship off the coast of Canada for whatever reason with newlyweds and right. sailing captains, but why are they attacking it in such like a, a, a glorious explosive manner? Well, they, they have a very specific reason okay. that you come to find out later while they, why they are attacking this. Well, they even say, they like scream out, they're like, show yourself, Metal Hawk. Right. To nothing, so, to nobody. There's nobody around. Right. And so th- this is, they are baiting yeah. these pretenders. Right. But in baiting this, there's, there's a larger, there's a more macro reason while they're, why they're doing right. this, why they're terrorizing people, and why they're trying to call out these Autobot pretenders, which very interesting uh, that in the translation that we watched, they are not referring to them as Autobots. They're referring to them as a Cybertron. Yeah, there's a point later on. It's a kind of a not really a spoiler, but there's like a weird, I think, lost in translation thing where uh, one of the guys tries to explain that he's at what's called a pretender. I think he does call himself right. a, a Transformer Autobot pretender. Right. Um, but he says, I'm from Cybertron. I'm an alien being who's kind of a robot, but I'm in disguise as a human. I don't. Did so, they call him a Cybertron? Did they say, like, we got. Well, him? let me. Yeah. Right, they keep the the Destrons in this instance yeah. keep calling them and referring to them as Cybertrons. Uh, which, uh, but I but that moment that you're talking about, I wanna I wanna back up for two sure. seconds. So we get introduced to Metal Hawk, yeah, just Hawk at this and point. Then, yeah, just Hawk, just some dude, and Hawk, and like Hawk is he seems like a he seems like a young business professional. Yeah, he's a young, good looking guy, probably successful. Just watching a kid play soccer, talking to his dad, right. whatever. So. His his dad happens to be a professor. Yeah. This is the kids right? the kids dad. Or the, 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 the kids yeah. dad, Shuta. Shuta. And so Shuta has a dad uh, who's a professor. And so Shuta kind of relates to and, and considers Hawk to be more of like a big brother exactly. to him that he never had. Exactly. You know, and so he he relates, he tries to connect. He's really, really interested. It's in this moment where the professor and Hawk receive this video about everything that's going on, this, this Toshiba tape, yeah. this VHS show, Toshiba tape that has survived an explosion on a cruise yeah. ship, and then, you know, whatever Canadian waters <laughs> it sank in. And so, and, and it's in this moment where Shuta comes in, and Professor, the kid's dad, is like, Shuta, you need to leave. 
And Hawk is just like, no, he should stay. I love his explanation. He, he needs to know about this, which is getting into what you talked about, which this is like, this is an incredibly powerful moment what happens next it, it's easy to overlook it and trivialize yeah. it a little bit but but this is these are the moments that like i think as a as a child are are rare because what it is is it is an older figure right. it's an older person sitting down with you and explaining something to you as if you are an adult. exactly it's treating you as an Equal. Yeah, it's not a protective thing. It's not a you don't need to know this. You're not old enough to deal with it, or we're keeping you safe. Right. It's like no, he he straight up says like, just because he's a kid, he can still be like killed. I think he says it a little more graphically. Right. He basically says like you could still be skinned alive by these things, but yeah, he, he, he again really doesn't pull any punches. No, he really doesn't. He's like uh, just because you're a kid, they'll still go after you. They don't like treat innocence any differently than combatants. Right. So you should probably know what's going on. And so not as he honest and respectful right. in this moment, but he, it's, it's very confessional yeah. because you don't really have any idea who Hawk is. You don't have any idea why you should care about him or why Shuta is, is an important character in this series or, or really what's going on. And so this foundation feels like it's treated with the honesty that it needs to further build this show later. Right. And, and potentially have a, a, a more grandiose payoff. Well, and remember, you know? because <clears throat> the pretenders, or whatever remaining Transformers slash Autobots there are, they eventually have to team up with some humans. And the humans that they're right. looking for are ones that specifically have like this ability to blend the, the two energies. That kind of stuff I still don't 100% get, but they're setting up the, yeah. the relationship between the pretenders and the humans, starting with Shuta. So that's a, right. it's a good way they to do are planning. They're planning the yes. seed that is hopefully going to pay off 40 episodes <laughs> yeah, yeah, later exactly. in this. Exactly. And you're like, okay, great. I'm, I'm on board. I'll, I'll get along with it. But it really is. It's a very nice, <clears throat> I almost want to say tender moment between them. Not like in a weird sexual way, but like in a, in a weird respectful yeah, way. And where, you get a sense of their relationship in that, in that instance right. too. Yeah. And, and it's also hard. It's, it's interesting too, because you see like Shuta is a very young kid. And you're introduced to him as like somebody who's sort of like a leader and he's leading this soccer right. team and he, or he's leading this football team and like he scores a goal and it, it manages to, to bring them ahead like a, a point and he's really proud of himself. But it, it's that like quick shot that establishes him as somebody who is, he's going to take charge. Like he's, he's ready to do some yeah. stuff. And he's clearly trustworthy know? too, because it's not long after that, that Hawk basically reveals himself to be a transformer in disguise. <laughs> Just right. straight up. Guys, we, and we gotten into this for the last two weeks. This is three weeks now. You're not very much in disguise if suddenly you're just like, hey guys, I'm a Transformer. I'm a transformer. Like, it's like, there's no, there's no, this, there's this no is covert the best, nature no, to this. It's not Wild Wildcats Transformers. Um, no, yeah, right. It, oh, but this God. is like the perfect, this is a perfect disguise. Like this guy didn't have to say anything. Perfect disguise. Yeah. You're literally just like a human walking around. It's fine. You disappear for a while and go take care of some stuff. Nobody's going to be like, it's not like a Bruce Wayne Batman thing where like you put on a mask and all of a sudden you're a different person. It's like, no, you're straight up, sometimes you're human. And then there's this giant robot thing walking around. Nobody's going to be like, oh, that's probably Hawk. That's probably that guy right. that I know is a, is a 15 foot tall robot with a I sword. Will I will say though, if he turned into a larger robot wearing a business suit, <laughs> And like that side part, <laughs> I would have been like, "That looks, that looks a lot like Hawk right like now." Hawk. 
He's wearing the same brown suit that Hawk had uh, on. It's same kind of maybe herringbone design. Like that's definitely that's Hawk. Definitely up there. a Hawk bot. So before we get, but he in, looks metal. Before we get into Hawk's actual transformation, there's some more chicanery afoot. So we've got the Decepticons that are out there again. But I think it's your buddy that you already mentioned earlier in the episode. It is. It's my buddy Tentacill. Oh, sounds like a Pokemon to me. <laughs> I know, yeah. right? It's amazing. And so they. They have these, uh, this is like a part of a, a, a group of Decepticons that are called the Seacons. Oh, no. I'm telling you, this, I, I don't understand why every single group of Transformers has to have, like, some type of a, a sub-notation. Toys, I guess. And grouping for their names. I, guess I mean, I guess toys, I guess maybe for identity, like, it's not enough, you know, just to have, like, Trainbot shooting through the cosmos. Loving that Trainbot, Gotta though. Be, yeah, you gotta you gotta have all these compartments and all these these components for Trainbot, and that's what's important. Like, but it, you so you have you have the Seacon, you have Tenekill. What's he up to? I get, I get it. He is just fucking up a He's city. He's laying waste straight, to a harbor. Straight fucking He's up. He's just Godzillaing this thing. Let's be honest. He's just straight yeah. up like kaijuing some exactly. harbor in you know probably and, Tokyo and or something. He he has. All the things that you're looking yep. for in a Japanese anime. Oh, yeah. He's now got we're getting to crazy, it. Crazy, crazy weird tentacles mm, mm. just floating all over the place. What do those tentacles do eventually? Snatch up a snatch kid. Snatch a child. You know, snatch a baby child. You know, just snatching stuff. Just, just so snatching. <laughs> you, you're introduced to the city that is being laid to yeah. waste. And, and in this moment, you're also introduced to another pretender. And before we get to him, real quick, can you just describe Tentacle? Because you might think that you know what he is. Oh, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, like the, it, it, it's a giant squid. It's a giant, like, robot squid, kind of. Right. It's like a weird it's a giant mix robot squid. of, like, organic, but, but robotic compartments or components, too. Right. It's, it's real strange. And it makes the world's worst oh, sound it's the worst. Noise. It sounded like Zock or whatever from the Herculoids. It was driving me crazy. It was a like a really high pitched shrill scream over and over that just it constantly it sounded like it was saying like what yeah it was, like, it was your, like your old grandmother in the, in the far far end of the house just screaming what do you want Nana yeah. like just tell me what she you comes want in with her tentacles flailing <laughs> just just the worst. Oh, all right so we do get another um, Destron slash Decepticon pretender. Who is in disguise right. as a giant minotaur, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, for everybody out there that's paying attention, yeah. we, have, we have a bat named Got Blood. It. We have, like, a fish thing called Glimmer Glimer. Gilmer, sure. Gilmer. Uh, and then we have a fish thing called Gilmore Girls. And then we have a, a bull thing named Doros. Yep. <laughs> Doros the Exploros. So, he <laughs> is just the worst of minotaur, just standing on top of a building. Basically watching Tentacle just like lay waste to the city. Just hanging out. And 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 in these moments, they're they're just like we are like we are we're waiting for these pretenders. Like we have made ourselves known. Right. And and the nice thing is is that this doesn't feel too crazy yet. Like no, this doesn't it's, feel it seems, too bananas. If you've stepped into this thing and you're like, it's Japanese series, kinda anime, there's tentacles. I'm down for whatever. So, like, a minotaur showing up on a, on, a, on a rooftop is totally fine. Like, this is not weird yeah. yet. It's fine. I really yeah. like what happened next, though. So, like, Blood eventually shows up, and he kind of, like, 
there's this weird tension between the two of them. So they almost kind of like challenge each other for not supremacy because there's nothing else going on, but like. But it is. But it is a leadership yeah, it's role. Like a it is contest. again. It's it it really we've seen this time and time again with Decepticons yep. of just sort of this not understanding who is actually in charge, and so there there comes to be this this challenge this this moment where they sort of debate you know or, or aggressively kind of go at yeah, one yeah. another and say like Are you doing this no you can't do this like it's it's almost like a weird put down game where they're just like you're not a leader you'll never lead us which is which is great because it shows that there's always sort of dissension among the ranks of the decepticons even if there's only like three or four of them like they're always kind of fighting with each other and that's why they always like lose I, at the end of the day like i was waiting for rumble just to show up and be like neither of you will ever <laughs> lead us down, rumble yeah rumble and just destroy a building <laughs> and you're like <laughs> okay oh, rumble's the best Rumble's but no, it's actually somebody else who shows up, one of the other um, Decepticon pretenders. I guess it was Gilmer at this point, uh, who like yeah. shows up and just like calms them down. They're like, let's see what Tentacill can do. The pretenders should be on the way, so let's just hang out. Let's just chill it yeah. for a little bit. And they're just, they really are just like, let's, let's just, let's just let's chill. Just chill guys. Like, we, don't, we don't have to do no, anything. We got this. We've already sent Tentacill, which you're assuming when you look at Tentacill, you're just like, well, that's really kind of them just to let Tentacle continue to just do whatever he yeah, wants do like that, that's pretty that's pretty nice that's pretty of nice. you stretch his legs stretch as many right. tentacled legs you know because presumably like they haven't been they haven't really made themselves known to humans they haven't really been doing much no, for been, presumably a very long time they've been locked away in an undersea prison for a very long time right. so uh, I, I i'd like to make a quick mention here though too so like on last week's episode we had our commercial breaks where we got like an intro to a different <laughs> different character who transformed <laughs> And he just said, hit on. Yeah, this one, they just yell, Master Force. It's not quite the same. Not quite, not quite the, the same. same, guys, but I appreciate the, the effort. Uh, they at least yeah. tried. Yeah. So, okay, we got these guys chilling on a rooftop. Tentacles laying waste to the city. What's up with Hawk? What's he doing? Okay, so Hawk is back at Professor HQ, right. and he is hanging out. And so he calls on... With this is a this is fun to kind of get this roll That's call a great, very quickly. Great montage, right? So we get this roll call where he's suddenly just like, "I need to get the other Autobot Cybertron pretenders right. to my come buddy. to my right, aid." Right. And so he he makes a quick phone call, uh, which is which <laughs> well, can, is great. Can you, doesn't he? Because um, he gets a call from Diver before, right? To let Diver right. Diver's the one that Diver's the one that tips him right. off. That the VHS tape has been recovered like, from the blown up I'm cruise ship. I'm in the water, so if anything goes down in the water, like the seven seas, it's kind of my domain. That's my shit. So I know what's going on. I'm Diver. Right. My name's Diver. 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 So we kind of cut to this thing where he's just like, hey guys, like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta snap back into action. Uh, and they're really surprised too. Them, like everybody else who is a, <laughs> a pretender is like, hey, haven't heard from yeah, you they, in a they while. They all got like plans and lives and like. Yeah, they're all like doing yeah. stuff, you like know. Ladies. So Dimer, or I'm sorry, Dimer. so uh, Dimer. Dimebag Daryl was a pretender. So, R.I.P. So our pretender, a pretender that we have, Diver, has got like this weird free willy moment. Yes, thank you. <laughs> like, thank you for that. He's like eight in a years before free sea world. Came out, but yeah, yeah. He's like he's working at like a Sea World in Orlando, <laughs> where all of a sudden like Shamu jumps up in front As of him, he and he's like, hey! this massive thing. Yeah, 
So he be like so obviously you know we're we're going from this from the standpoint of we've got like land, sea, and yes. air. I was trying to keep track, and it makes less sense as you go forward. Before we get into that, before we get into the other pretenders, real quick. So Hawk, as he's making these calls, he actually goes through his transformation. So stick with me here. There's about four things he has to go through. He's a human yeah. dude with a nice part and a business suit. Yeah. Right. He says one. Uh, one. That's one. That's base. Right. He says yeah. uh, suit on. So apparently that's his transformer cue. And now he just looks like a Ronin warrior. He just looks like a dude in like cosplay samurai armor. Nothing's really (laughs) changed. Same height. Everybody kind of looks at him like, what? What you doing? This is weird. This is strange. But he doesn't stay there long because now he shouts, pretender. And then he strikes a pose and he becomes metal hawk. So he's much, much larger. So now he's like straight up normal transformer. At this point, little Russian kid, mind blown doesn't know what the hell's going on right so that's three we've still got yes. one more so now we go transform and now he turns it to a jet plane so now he's a jet the, plane. uh we should we should mention that for the the sound effects that's in this the the transformer sound <laughs> effects uh during a lot of these moments of heroics yep. There is a lot of orchestral music that's sort of playing in the background, that's sort of building, coming to a crescendo, kind of gets you pumped up. But it's very, it's almost relaxing. It's almost, it's like, it's, it's almost like string it's relaxing just, yeah, music, it's but it's, it's building. Pretty chill. Uh, but you, you, hear the, you hear the Transformers transform sound effects like that. Like what we're always, we're used to, like the whole. Yeah. You hear that very softly in the background as if they're just like I'm a transformer like, but like, like mm, I'm not I'm DL. it doesn't doesn't define who it's I like am a guys brag. like there's a lot of other there's a lot of other fascinating aspects of me as a pretender it's like, like it's my like human he's whispering it's, it's like he's whispering he's like and you're like oh I meanwhile guess. he's screaming suit on pretender and transformer <laughs> Wild blue and jumping off the side jumping of a, off cliff. a cliff, which Shuda <laughs> on his dirt bike just decides to like roll down the mountain after him. So that's happening at this time. So Shuda is is riding his dirt bike, motorbike, after Metalhawk, who's flying off to the city and rallying the other pretenders. Now here's here's the fun thing that Sean was talking about, right? So we've got Diver. He's in the water. I'm like, cool. We've got like a weird Centurions thing going on. So I'm following that. Yes. There's a guy named exactly. Lander. I'm like, okay. I feel like <laughs> I got that one. You guys. You guys are really stretching these not, fucking names. Not that difficult. I got Lander. Great, great uh, side story with Lander, though. What was he up to when he was in human form, when he got the call? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'll be yeah. damned if I, me as Lander, didn't tell Metalhawk, I'm on a date. I'm on a date right yep. now. <sighs> I'm trying to live this social life. <laughs> I'm trying. Look, I'm a, I'm a robot a pretending suit. to be a human. Yeah trying to bang a woman and this is what i'm looking for look i'm just looking to smash i'm here on this planet forever i'm just looking to repopulate with my robot seed and guess what he does smash he smashes his way right out of a glass walled (laughs) elevator as it's in motion like a crazy person leaves 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 that chick and she's like stunned and on the floor she is so confused. Yeah. Wouldn't you be? Like, her shock. He just, he yeah. just true lies himself right out of that elevator <laughs> and took off running. The crazy thing about Lander was, I was like, okay, you, you kind of turned into like a race car. I got that. But then it like yeah. weirdly was also like a hovercraft because it went across the ocean. 
a little and bit. And then it was like when it got to the city, it was like a crinkled up race car slash tank. Like it didn't know what it wanted to be. It, here's what Lander yeah. is: is if you had a wee, if you had four wheels on your like, think about this as if you are a human got right it. now. I got that. If so far. you if you have a wheel on either side of your so butt now cheeks, I'm turbo team. Okay. Yeah. You're going where you feel where uh-huh. I'm going, Dave. So thank you. All right. You've got wheels on either side of your got butt it. cheeks, and then you've got wheels on either side of like your scapula, like your shoulder blade. Yeah. All yeah. right. And then in order to become this race car, yeah. all right, you, you put your legs over your head in like the worst yoga pose and then pull your head down to suck your own dick. Ah. And now you're a car. So shoulder plow to stand is what you're, you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. And now you're a car. Now you're a car that's sucking your own transmission. Yeah. Um, yeah, you just transformed into a self suck. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah, it is. But that's like that. That's what he's doing. That's it. Actually, doing. reminds me of that car. There's there were two different like RC cars back in the day. One that would like flip over. Remember, but it could still keep going. Oh yeah, remember that yeah. one. But then there was another one that was like a weird. It was almost like a wedge shaped car. Like it had extra wheels mm. so that if it flipped over on that side the extra wheels would keep going. It was oh, okay. super inefficient, but it was like, <laughs> but that's what this car <laughs> looks great. like. It just looks like a thing that isn't quite a car and hasn't quite got itself together. But anyway, that's Lander. And then Phoenix shows up out of nowhere and is just like another jet. I haven't even had breakfast yeah, yet. Phoenix, get it together. Now, I feel Phoenix in every way, shape, or form. If I don't have breakfast start out the day, I'm a real pain in the butt. I hear, but you don't, all, you don't turn into like a crimson jet and just go flying off the handle, do you? God, I wish I, I did. Know, it would make be my great. commute so much it's easier. Really sweet. It's what I so want. So we've got all these guys that are coming together, but unfortunately, Metalhawk's the only one that arrives to fight Tentacill. But the right. Destron pretenders are still watching him just to see kind of what he does. Like, they lured him out. This, they, they probably should just team up and murder him right now, which is apparently what they want to right. do. But they don't. And they could. They could. And they, but they could. Again, it's, 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 it's the poor planning and foresight on the idea of these Decepticon pretenders. Right. And on Decepticons in general, is that they have, they have isolated one of their foes right. They could easily swoop in, and all three of them just kill yeah, this one guy. Him. Plus, Tentacle. There may, or may not be a second Tentacle hanging out somewhere. There is a Senate. There is a second Tentacle where you know. So, like you, you come to find out very quickly that, like you know, we've mentioned Gulf, right. the the Piranha. There's evidently of these Sea Cons. There's. It seems like there's almost like an uh, like an unlimited supply there's of these guys. Plenty of fish in the sea, there, Sean. Ugh, God, I hate that. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> They just, they had, you know, the ability where there was an extra tentacle that comes out, which, like, is the tentac- is the tentacle that, like, tentacles up. And I love that, though, because this... it's just like a spare tentacle just hanging out, just hasn't been doing anything. It's just right. lurking, waiting to snatch up a child. But, I mean, like, there are a ton of these. And, these, and, and, and the way that they're described and, and what these things are, the, these tentacles or these tentacles, yeah, these sea cons. They are all just drones. Sure, that makes sense. They're just like dumb drones. There's a bunch of these. There's Turdler. Oh, no. I think you would There's there's Lobclaw, Overbite, Kraken, Golf, and Tentacle. 
And together, they form King Poseidon. That's okay. I like King Poseidon. I'm okay with that. I know. I like it too. I like it too. Turdlers, probably where I draw the line. Turdlers. Draw the line at Turdler. Gonna need some new names out here. I love it. It's so good. That's what the water's like in Rio right now. Anyway, so we've got got all these guys. Hawk's holding his own against Tentakill until the second Tentakill shows up and snatches up Shuda, who is followed hawk and, and tried to show up and help and like lend his support but of course he's just a dumb kid so he just gets snatched up by a tentacle uh right. so at this point like hawk is like well this hand-to-hand shit is for the birds so i'm just gonna scream titanium saber and just pull this sword out of nowhere again this is an instance where you are a giant fighting yep. robot but yet you rely on these archaic yep. weapons these these weapons from the past that have no real reason of coming in there other than just like melee hand to hand because then he brandishes a gun. He brandishes a blaster and points it at Shuda later on. Was that him or was that, uh, wasn't that one of the other? Oh no, he does. Yeah, he has like a rifle that he pulls yeah. out of somewhere. But he's got, he's got yeah, to he's start got... with the blade and move up. So like he dispatches one of the tentacles fairly easily with this titanium saber. That's when these other Destrons decide to jump in. So we've got Doros and the yeah. other guys come in and now it's three on one plus this tentacle that has Shuda. So he's getting he's right. getting his ass kind of handed to him. He he does okay for a little bit, but uh, he's in pretty bad shape. Right. I mean, I don't know what would happen next. I've never seen a show like uh, this before. It could be it could be the other three oh, pretenders that he called that just sh- that weirdly covertly in some cases sneak up <laughs> behind so you good, and though. punch him in the face. I love that. Just tap on your metal shoulder for punching you in the face. Just, it's basically the guys show up you know the routine the guys show up they all square off with each other so like phoenix and blood go after each other because they're two jets and like lander takes on the bull guy for a little bit and i guess gilmer who is kind of now pointing his own gun at shuda is like you know hawk give it up or i'm gonna blast this kid to smithereens <laughs> diver just like like sean mentioned just like slowly kind of tiptoes up behind him this roughly i don't know 50 ton walking hunk of metal tiptoes up behind him and like sucker punches him so yeah. Those guys get chased off. They destroy the remaining tentacle. Shooter's fine. I love the fact that all of them gather together at the end of the day and just enjoy the nice sunset together as they talk about their plan for the future. Right. And they, they really do have this, again, this very interesting moment that we, we haven't seen in any of these other Transformer shows because, you know, the, the Generation 1, there was a lot of fighting and there was a lot of buildup. And there was a lot of stuff going on. And last week, with the headmasters, there was even more fighting, and there was even more chaos. Yeah, last week was insane. People, this at least was a little more confined. People are flying between planets last <laughs> there were three week. Three planets of battle last week. Like to take a pot shot and then get knocked out of the way by a fucking train. <laughs> train bot. Which, if you remember, that that train bot hit a bowl, mm-hmm. and we've got Doros, Doros that's on and here. And so we've got Doros mm-hmm. and Doros, and so you know. Um, We've just got all these things that are kind of going on that sort of, you, you kind of see, you're just like, okay, I see how this might all play right. into this universe. Like, this, these things are hinted at, if not, you know, fully, finely fleshed it's, out in some it's sense. It's like the elements of this make less sense, kind of, than Headmasters, but the execution right. of it makes more sense than Headmasters. So it's like a Correct. weird, if they could... If you could combine these two shows together, you'd have one really shit show and one actually really solid show. Just be- right. between the execution and the mythology, there's just some things that are wacky. Anything else from, so from we, the episode here before we close out and move through reviews? 
Yeah, well, we get this. And my, my favorite thing is that, like, I'm watching this, and I watched this a couple okay. times. I watched the episode about, like, two and a half times now. Uh, and we, we, in this first episode at this very end, you have this moment where they, they make this great thing. And I, I want to I say that there, there are a couple quick things to kind of okay. summarize this. Is that finally, at some point, Metalhawk is just like, why are you doing this? And they, the, the Decepticons, the Destrons, tell them, they're like, we're trying to take over Earth because we're trying to rebuild the Destron Empire right. here on Earth. We're trying to take this over. So I just want to say this as a positive point because you now know and you clearly have what is, is the goal of the Destrons. Right. Like, they're trying to do this thing. You don't know how they're going to accomplish this. Will they do it? I don't know. Stay tuned for another 40-something episodes, you know? Um, but then you, you have this moment at the very end where all these pretenders are, are sitting there and they're, they're explaining to you that, you know, they, they became human because at first man was really weak right. and they, they, they didn't really know how to understand this, but then they, they saw a value in humankind, in mankind that they thought was incredible, which is this self-sacrificing kind of honor and pride. Right you know, looking out for another person and putting your, your needs before, putting somebody else's needs before your own. And that's where you have Hawk deliver this really, really interesting line, which he says, strength alone is not right. enough. And if you think about it from the point of the Decepticons, that's all they think oh, yeah. about. The entire thing behind what they're doing is they just, they need this strength. They want to be stronger and better and they're more than everything else. To the point that they fight I mean, amongst themselves to try to be that right. the top dog. Yeah. And, you, and you, then you look, and it's contrasted by the, the, dis, by the, the Autobots, um, and you, you see that like, they, they make friends. They, they genuinely care about the people that they're protecting, and then that means more to them than anything else. If they fail, they failed for the right reason. They failed together. And then... And then you are left with this moment where they do this weird trope kind of call, like montage yeah. where it's, it's <clears throat> them as their human yep. form. And it's like, cool, Japanese businessman, <laughs> coach, American IT guy. nerd, yeah. yeah, IT nerd, Wolverine. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck just happened? There's a weird montage at the end. There's a weird montage at the end. And that's like, and that's it. You wash your hands. You're just like, I have a full picture of what everybody yep. wants and what their, what their goals are. And I, I have a direction. Like you built a show that feels like it has some substance and that moving forward, sure, you're going to fill in all that back sure. shit. But you, you have a great jumping off point to, to play in this universe now. And fuck, like. It sounds like you really enjoyed this one. But before we get to your final review, would you like to read uh, Second Opinion? Let's get into, get it, buddy. into this. <laughs> These are always the best. So we have one from, I don't know how to say this name of this author. Emphinix? Uh, yeah, from NYC. And he writes as the title, Excellent, Great Show, The Second Greatest Transformers Ever. This show is the second best Transformers anime after Transformers Victory. I love this show, and I also used to watch it a lot with my cousin, and these Transformers are really cool. Humans using bracelets to become the Transformers. It is also known that God Jinrai is actually Convoy, Optimus Prime, 
and then he becomes the super god Jinrai by combining with the best transformer of the show, God Bomber. And also, the Destron's master force, Decepticons, are a lot stronger and more powerful. And the main villain, Devil Z, is a lot stronger than Galvatron and Unicron. In the Dominican Republic, in this show, Devil Z is Scorponox. That was our favorite Destron. But not human controlled him. But no human controlled him. Only Devil Z got inside him, making him more powerful. He is the leader of the Destrons. But the other two Destrons, Giga and Mega, made things a lot more difficult when they interfered, and they, most of the time, have severely injured God Jinrai, Optimus Prime. I hated them so much that I wished that they would die. <laughs> By the way, that husband and wife team in this show are just like the new version of Cyclonus and Scourge, Galvatron's most loyal soldiers. This show is great, and I give it a 10 out of 10. Good job, M. Phoenix. <laughs> You're fun. You, I want to hang out with you. You seem fun. Uh, you seem like an accurate portrayal of Man, facts. that Dominican Republic line came out of nowhere the first time I was reading it. It really did. So, so far, we, we know that this show is aired in uh, Japan, Dominican Republic, and Russia. So, pretty good. We got this. Okay. Right. 10 out of 10 for Infinix. Unfortunately, from Jared Wilboyd, this was a fairly recent review, too. We're, we're talking June 21st of this year. So, he might still be listening. <laughs> It's titled, In the Words of Optimus Prime, Pure Drivel. This is a 2 out of 10 ranking. The series starts out cool and has some intriguing concepts, but I quit after watching only six full episodes. The human characters are annoying as usual, and I for one don't need a quote-unquote sexy villain, as I assume Giga is supposed to be, in a Transformers series, particularly one that's supposedly intended for kids. Even the episodes I did watch seemed like they could be pretty disturbing for little kids, what with the violence and dark magic zombies. I need to go back and watch Dark Magic Zombies Transformers. Absolutely. It's a shame, really. I was looking forward to Jinrai, Overlord, Grand Maximus, and Black Zarek, but they're not cool enough to warrant that kind of crap. Here's hoping victory was more tastefully done. Two out of ten, sir. Two out of ten, sir. Okay. Dark Magic Zombies plus Transformers equals ten out of ten for me. I don't even care at this point. But that's, that's just me. Wow. That's just me. Wow. Sean, what, what about you, buddy? Does this one get the dip, and would you recommend it for folks out there? Uh, definitely does not okay. get the dip. I would actually recommend this for people. You look confused yeah. when you said that. Like, you didn't know that the words were coming out of your mouth were your own? No, just because I feel like this is such a crazy departure from, from everything we know and love and have established in the Transformers yep. universe, that, that something like this should almost feel like it's, it's you know like a heretic like it's it's blasphemy in this this universe that they've created in this franchise but for some reason it works and i'm, I'm intrigued i want to know more so i feel like so you're recommending it doesn't get the dip um correct i don't know if i'm gonna recommend it just because to me if you're looking for a transformers series this doesn't feel like a transformers series yet maybe it does further down the line but for me it just seems like an anime with transformers like characters it doesn't feel like it's really connected to that Transformers franchise. So if you're just looking for something that's like a weird take on, on robots and things like Transformers, then yeah, check it out. But it doesn't get the dip. I think it was fun. Um, the animation was pretty decent. The characters were crazy. Some of the introductions were just like completely bonkers off the wall. 
Uh, I want to know more about that guy who was videotaping stuff on the cruise ship, what he's up to. What's, what's he doing? What's your story? Eyeglasses? How's that marriage yeah. going? How's that? What's, what's that what's marriage that up marriage? to? Like, you married a pretender. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I, it's not a strong recommendation, only if you're like morbidly curious. Uh, this review probably gave you enough for the first episode. You can skip right to the next one. <laughs> But before we skip on down to plugs and contact information, we actually want to address a comment that was on our, uh, our webpage. So thank you to TARDIS77 for leaving a comment on our webpage. This was on our Voltron episode, or actually, I'm sorry, this was on our Transformers episode, but regarding some of our Voltron stuff. So I'll, I'll read it here. Just listen to the Voltron episodes, and you guys need to stop having a go at Franklin Kofod and Steve Sterling. They were hired by the president of World Events Productions, Ted Koppler, to make the show. He's referring back to Voltron. This show was his idea. He was in charge of money for things like translation. As for how he could afford the rights for the footage, Beast King Go Lion was not a success in Japan and was cheap. Of course, the reason we have Legendary Defender is because he licenses the show to DreamWorks. So I would just like to say whatever kind of punches we throw, like Frank and Steven, people like this in the industry is all in good fun we obviously we wouldn't be here talking about these cartoons unless there were people like them to actually go out and make them we i think just found it kind of funny that they just mashed up two completely different series that they didn't quite understand they didn't have a translator they didn't know anything what was going on they just kind of mashed them together and made up their own story and sean i know has a has a thought on this too so go ahead buddy so this this uh tardis 77 i appreciate what you're trying to say and Dave is correct. We are just giving uh, Frank and Steve some. Just, the hard time. just we're giving them, you know, we're giving them some some ribbing. Yeah. Um, your comment though about Ted Koppler and about how this show wasn't a success in Japan and they bought it on the cheap that makes it even worse. <laughs> I don't know if you realize that. That means that there was money that they saved on purchasing those rights and hiring a translator, which they were just like, we got this on. We got this real dirt cheap, so why even hire a translator? Come on, like there. I, I think what they're saying a, is a little bit of legwork on this. I think what this. they're saying is basically like the story we ended up with led us down the road to Voltron Legendary Defender. So if they would have done it the traditional way and actually like stuck to like a direct translation, we may not have got down the road that we are. Um, so I, I'm fine I, with it, but again, man, go back and watch Beast King Go Line, and then watch Voltron, and tell me the difference in like maturity level and story between the two, because it's it's drastically different. It's drastic, and I, I think the thing that's really interesting to note is that if Frank and Steve and Ted hadn't been such cheapskates, we would have never had, uh, we would have never had the current Voltron that we have that's on Netflix right now. Yeah, that's what he's saying, basically. Which which is He's fantastic. What I'm trying to say is that I'm trying to say that Tardis, you're making a great yeah. point with this. Is that their fuck ups is our benefit in the end? Fantastic. So go back and listen to all those Voltron <laughs> episodes too. We sort some stuff out there along the way. We listen. We watch the original series, uh, the original American series, the Beast King Go line, which was the Japanese series it was sort of based on, and but with a lot less cannibalism. Uh, and then the Voltron Legendary Defender, which was fantastic, right. along with an interview from uh, Emperor Zarkon himself, Neil Kaplan. So go back, check all that stuff out, and then transition over to Transformers, which we will continue with next week <laughs> and for the rest of this month. Before we get to that, <sighs> I know, buddy, hang in there. Hang in there. We got some special guests. We may have some interview opportunities. We may have some uh, new shows coming up, too. So lots of fun stuff to look forward to. But in the meantime, what are you up to in the next couple of weeks? Oh man, uh, I do live improv comedy in DC, and you can check out more of 
uh, my performances and, and what I'm up to by checking out witdc.org. In the next couple months, we are going to be doing a show that is called POTUS, which is not going to make fun of, per se, the actual characters that are in the election currently right now, but it'll make fun of the electoral process. Much better. Uh, I am also working on, I have a festival, uh, I have a long-form improv festival that is going to be going on in D.C. at the very beginning of November. It's November 9th through the 13th. It's called the District Improv Festival. You can find out more about us at districtimprov.org. And as always, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Sean Paul Ellis. And I have gotten a bunch of follows from people lately. If you are a fan of the show, just feel free to message me or just drop me a line. Uh, so that I don't feel like a total creep when I try to follow you back and I'm just like, oh, yeah, you're from the show. Thank you very much. So uh, much appreciated. You guys are fantastic. And we will have all that information up on our website, so I don't feel like you have to jot all that down. Uh, We'll have that all for you over at SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. As for me, you can check me out over on Collider.com or Nerdist.com, or if you're interested in some of my own short fiction, head on over to DaveTrombor.com. If you'd like to find out more about this show, again, you can head to our website, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. Remember. That's Morning with a U. You can also check us out on Twitter, at Morning Tunes. Uh, Sean's got our Instagram up and running, so you can head on over there and check out his handiwork. Uh, you guys have been fantastic on the Facebook page. I'm loving your, uh, your comments, your likes, uh, the conversations we have back and forth. Um, there was a, uh, crap, I don't have his name in front of me right now, but we gave you a shout-out on the Facebook page because you shared a uh, video with us of your, your Transformers collection, which was super cool, that we kind of got to see like a bunch of different generations of Transformers toys and and see what your collection looked like, because we know that we each kind of have our own. Mine's nowhere near (laughs) even the size of yours, so uh, that was pretty cool to check out. So thank you very much for sharing that with us. And we love seeing that that kind of interaction from you guys, so feel free to do that on our Facebook page, and you can do the same over at our YouTube page, where we'll have uh, the video podcast episodes up, and maybe a couple special treats for you guys along the way. You can also listen to the audio podcast each and every week for free through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And if you guys do that, and if you are subscribed or click the subscribe button, if you could take a second to rate and review us on each of those platforms, it would really help us a lot. So we really do appreciate that. Anything more complicated than that, you can send us an email, saturdaymorningcartoons at gmail.com. We've got a lot of good uh, suggestions and encouragement for the show, so we really do appreciate that. Keep it coming. As for keeping the show coming. Thank you. More Transformers coming. Buddy, what do we have next week? Oh man, we are actually gonna uh, we're gonna talk about one that was discussed actually during the Neil Kaplan oh, interview right. that we had. We are gonna get into Transformers: Robots in Disguise. Nice. What did he uh, What did he voice yes. in that? Was he Optimus in that one? Or was... He was Optimus uh, Prime in that. That was the 2001 series. Came out. Yes, so should be really interesting to get into. It's something that's a, a specifically American-made and a little bit more current. Interesting. I like that. Speaking of, yeah. uh, I don't know if it's American-made, but it is certainly current, the Machinima series, Transformers Combiner Wars, we're going to be closing out August with that. So the few episodes that will be available at the time, we'll be rounding them up for you and telling you whether or not it's worth a watch. So be sure to tune in. But until next time, thank you for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons, and we will see you again in a week. Thanks again, guys. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out. <laughs>